One of the things that I get a whole bunch of questions on is, Alec, how do I get a great headshot? What should I wear? What should I do with makeup? How about my hair? How should I stand? How should I look? Man, there is a zillion questions. And I thought, you know what? Why don't I just address some of those questions? Because at times we all have to have photos. Have to? (laughs) That sounds wrong. Let's change that right off the bat. At some point, we all want photos. That would be more accurate. If we can get rid of the have to, that's probably a better way to do it. It's It's amazing how many people fall into that category of feeling like they have to get their photo done. We've all heard a picture is worth a thousand words. But did you know you can interpret meaning from an image 30,000 times faster than you can read about it? This makes visual branding the most powerful and effective tool you have to communicate to an audience. My name's Alec Watson. I'm an international campaign filmmaker and photographer. I've worked on campaigns ranging from beverages to beauty and pop stars to presidents. Part art, part science, visual branding becomes challenging and rewarding when it's interpreted by your audience. When you share an image, you become the creative. You become the storyteller. Visual branding is how you personify and tell the narrative of your brand, whether you work for a corporation, own a small business, or you're branding yourself. Interviews, stories of wins, and some epic failures. The Your Visual Brand Podcast will help you align your images, video, social media, and websites so you can tell your story like a boss. In three, two, one. So I've made you a top five, and it's it's top five, and some of them are like A, B, and C in there. So really, it's probably closer to a top ten, but we're going to give it a five. If there's one thing that I get the most questions on, it's Alec, I have a photo shoot and what should I wear? How should I do my hair? Who should do makeup? What should I look like? How should I stand? How should I smile? (laughs) There is just a zillion questions when it comes to people who need their own personal promo shots, whether you're self-branding or it's going on the about page of a website, or you work corporately and you've got a corporate headshot. We we all need promotional pictures of us at some point, especially, you know, that is our calling card on the internet. It's kind of the most powerful visual that we have on, on Facebook or on our websites or Instagram. So how do we show up the best that we can? And as I get all those questions, I thought, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to make you a top five of how to get the show up the best that you can be for a photo shoot. So let's just start at one. So you've booked a photo shoot. Hopefully it's with somebody really good. (laughs) When it comes to studio headshots, it's actually surprisingly hard to make studio headshots look better than decent school headshots. I mean, it's the same gear, um, a, a little more care Uh, does things better. But that's the place where the good photographers get separated from the average photographers. An average photographer in a studio shoot is going to get you something that's going to look pretty much like a school shot. Uh, maybe a little better, uh, a good photographer. And that, that's where you're going to pay for a good photographer in a studio shoot. They're going to get you a great image. 
Now, before moving on, I should mention that there's a couple of different images that you could get for a, a promotional shoot. One would be an, an environmental shot. And what, what does that mean? It's not, like, it's not like we're trying to save the environment, though we should. An environmental portrait is a photograph that's taken in an environment. The environment says something about you. This would usually be more of kind of a feature shot. It's not something that's going to go on as like a, a headshot on a, on a corporate website, but it could definitely work with self-promotion. These shots are sometimes the easier ones to get, and you can get a photographer who shoots great outdoor stuff. They shoot great uh, environmental portraits. They're going to nail that for you. When you go to the studio, that's, that's when you're going into a room with lights. Man, there's a, there's a lot of limitations when you get under those lights in, in the ways that you can set them up and the spaces that they're generally in. The, the spaces are one of the bigger limitations of the shots. An environment can say a whole bunch about you. And so right off the bat, here's one of the things that you've got to decide is do you want an environmental portrait or a lifestyle portrait saying something about you in an environment or do you want a headshot? And they're very different things. Hopefully that gave you a, you know, a little tweak of understanding of, of the difference between the two because I am amazed sometimes when people want a headshot and then they'll start sending me references because I always ask for like reference photos. I want to I know how they'd like these final images to look and I'll see full wide shots of somebody standing inside this fantastic office and it's just like, well, well that's not a headshot. That's uh, And I say it very nicely uh, and, it, and it's fine if, if people don't understand. So that, that is the point of this. Our goal is to get a great understanding and get you great images. So first off, decide what kind of shot you need for your promotions. So the number one one thing that will get you a great shot is good skin. Now, of course, you're going like, yeah, I have good skin or no, I don't have good skin. This is not going to work. That's not quite the good skin that I mean. I mean, yeah, it, it's great to have great skin. And, you know, somebody who's got a porcelain face, man, the camera is just going to love that. There's very few people that fit into that category. So what we want to do is do the best with what we've got. One of the things that will happen with skin, especially in, you know, up north, when you get into the the northern, I have latitudes? Yes, the northern, I was going to say the longitudes or latitudes, the northern latitudes, especially in winter, when we haven't see sun, seen sun, our skin gets pasty. And I have definitely photographed people who are, you know, famous actress, professional models, and, and of course, um, uh, people who work in business. And I've shot them at various times of year uh, on, on repeat shots. And it's amazing the difference between that sun-kissed summer look and February. <laughs> February doesn't tend to look good on anybody in uh, the northern, you know, in the northern latitudes. If you're from, you know, California on south, not such a big deal. But Oregon on north, yeah, you got a, I'm sorry, I got a West Coast bias going on there. Um, so, yeah, New York State, um, uh, up into Canada, man, you know, if you've got a choice, go for that sun-kissed look. It, it is absolutely going to look better. Uh, some other things you can do for your skin uh, before a shoot, uh, eat well and sleep well. I mean, I mean, that sounds obvious. It will absolutely show on your skin. Uh, a morning shoot is generally going to be better than an afternoon shoot. And I don't know if you've ever noticed this. Uh, gravity takes a toll. 
during the day. And when we get up, um, like when we first get up, and our face is kind of puffy and our eyes are a little puffy. That's a little early. <laughs> but shortly after that, after our, I guess, I don't have a better way to say it, then our, our, our skin starts to thin out as, as the fluids move out of our face and gravity starts to take over. There's, there's the awesome time. So if you are somebody who wants makeup, you want to get into makeup early so that by the time you're on set, like I always think that an ideal time uh, for a photo shoot, if you want to look your best skin wise, is between like 9 and 11 a.m. Uh, for a studio shoot. That, that's kind of your optimal time. Some other considerations of skin, uh, hydrate well. It will always make a difference to your skin. So eat well, drink well, not alcohol, <laughs> uh, water, fluids like that, and make sure you get a good amount of sleep. And as a bonus, shoot in the morning where you can. I mean, that was a top five right there, but that was just my number one. And that was the number one of skin. Two. Number two, which also kind of has to do with skin, uh, but a, a different version. N- number two is, is about makeup. And this goes absolutely for guys too, uh, men and women uh, both. Uh, obviously, I, I tend to, at this point in time, when I photograph women, women tend to wear more makeup than men do. Man, I wish that would change on a photo shoot. Here's the deal. And, and especially when we get outside of that sun-kissed look, uh, men geez, men, go for some makeup. (laughs) We have, uh, especially if you're Scottish like me, Scottish heritage, British heritage, we tend to have blotchy skin. There is like a magenta undertone to our skin and under lights, man, it is not going to look good. Now, the other way that it can go for men and for and for women, so so women don't have to worry generally as much about that magenta tone because we're much more socially accepting of women wearing makeup and guys being goofy about it. For men and for women, shiny skin, a, a big problem. Women showing up at a photo shoot, if you've got makeup, make sure you've got some powder that matches your skin tone to be able to matte down your skin. Now, there is a, a look, you know, we call it uh, dewy, uh, shimmery. For a headshot, I would stay away from dewy and shimmery. And, and here's the deal. It, it looks great in person, like, you know, that kind of vibrant, uh, glossy kind of tone. But on a still image, you have to really get it right. And if you don't have makeup on site and you are just showing up, you can be doomed right off the bat because if it's not just right, it's going to look greasy and it's, it's a really tough to get a balance. So if you're going to, to make up somewhere else and then showing up to a shoot, which very often happens, I would stay away from the dewy shimmery look and, and it can look good on video, but a still image when it, it doesn't have that, that movement to it, we just tend to see it as greasy. Now, guys, same thing, man. Get yourself some powder, and this is worth it for pretty much any guy. Find some powder. Don't be afraid to ask. Uh, Go to a cosmetics counter and get some powder that matches your skin, to mat down your skin. And wow, will you be doing yourself a favor when you go to get promo shots. Number three. Number three, clear eyes. This kind of goes along with, with the skin 
thing of being shiny because one of the things that I didn't mention about shiny skin is if we need to get rid of it we need to paint over the top of it in post or in photoshop and that's when you're going to start looking retouched I'm bringing this up because eyes man when eyes get uh, artificially widened they look artificial and it looks okay on a cover of a magazine when you're checking out in the grocery store because every other set of eyes on there has been bleached white and it looks totally fake. And, and it's really on a, on a magazine cover made to grab your attention. We are hardwired as an audience, to, as someone looking at photos, we are hardwired to look at eyes. And so on a magazine cover... We're way more accepting of white eyes than we are anywhere else. Uh, it's probably conditioning, I guess, right? To get a good photo, you want your eyes as clean as you can. Uh, clean? <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. You don't want your eyes bloodshot. If someone's got to paint the, the, the bloodshot out of your eyes, you're going to have fake-looking eyes. So how do you get the, the cleanest-looking eyes that you can? Again, it's the, similar to skin. You, you, want, you want sleep. Uh, you want to stay away from allergy season. Uh, eye drops, they can be evil um, because those tears, they can, mess, they can absolutely mess with any makeup that's going on. But uh, if you don't wear a lot of makeup or if you know... You've got makeup on and it's waterproof. Uh, eye drops, they, they can save the day, but only, only use them in a pinch. The number of the day is four. Number four. We interrupt this podcast in progress for a word from our sponsor. Today's sponsor is, well, it's still me, <laughs> Alec. Uh, my passion project is, as you know, is your visual brand. It's my visual branding course that teaches you everything you need to know about the art of visual branding. This connects you with your audience subconsciously. It's what creates all the feelings that go along with your brand. The goal is to personify your brand so that your audience becomes a fan of your brand because we're fans of people and when your brand can feel like a person and has personality and we put that into your visual branding through things like color font imagery we tell the story of your brand in a way that's way way more powerful than the written word and is communicated 30,000 times faster. I've recently made a huge addition to your visual brand, which is going on while I still can't travel much internationally. And that is that if you sign up today at yourvisualbrand.com, you get a sit down with me, you and me having a look at your visual branding. So your social media, your website, if you've got checkouts, seeing how we can better align them, how we can better tell your visual branding story. This is my expertise and I do this for big brands. I get to travel all over the planet when I get to travel, but as that's not an option right now, I've made this available to you. So not only do you get the best visual branding course that's, well, I'm going to say that's ever been made, but you and I get to sit down and have a chat and go through your visual branding and make incredible differences to the way you connect with your audience. And as a quick sidebar from somebody who actually suffers at times from imposter syndrome, if you're saying to yourself, oh man, that sounds awesome, but I'm just such a small business. I, I, I run such a little company, you know, 
Alec does all these big projects. Would he even have time for me? And I'm just going to jump in and say, actually, yes, I love working for small business. Everybody has a very personal story to tell. And I mean, if your business is just about getting people the lowest price, that's probably not a fit. But if you are passionate about what you do and you're making a difference in people's lives, even if it's 10, you know what? Count me in because this is my way of making the world a better and more beautiful place. So sign up today and you'll get sent an email uh, about how we're going to connect and we'll just set up a time to make a huge difference for your brand. And now let's get back to number four. The number of the day is four. I get asked this a whole lot. Alec, what should I wear? (laughs) And you know what? It's not that cut and dried of this is what you should wear. If you're on video, you do want to stay away from really tight patterns, uh, repeating patterns, whether it's uh, lines that are intersecting or, or you know, t- tight patterns on a, a shirt or blouse, a dress. When those move in video and video is scaled, that, can, that ends up drawing attention to the moving pattern. And that's never a good thing when you want people to be looking and noticing you. So if if it's video, absolutely stay away from patterns. For stills, it's a little more forgiving. I generally find that solids look better than patterns. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I would do. I would do this in every single case because this is where I see people make mistakes. They think, you know what? This is going to look good on me. I, I feel good in this, which is not a bad thing. And then they show up to the shoot. They get the shots back and they realize that it didn't have the right feel for the shot that they were after. When you're thinking about clothing, you need to do two things. One, yeah, you got to feel great in the clothing that you're wearing. But number two, you've got to be thinking about what it is that you're trying to say. Now, that might be a difficult thing, figuring out the narrative of the the wardrobe of the photo if you're thinking about yourself, but you know how you can do it? You can do it on the internet. You can do it with Pinterest. You can look up photos where have a look to see what other people are wearing in shots where you go, yeah, that's the vibe. That's the vibe right there. It's a super handy way to do it, and I promise you all the pros do that, and that should tell you something right there. When we put together a big shoot, we create a a mood board and a lot of the looks for wardrobe, hair, makeup, all of those things will come from looking at the mood board. And if the pros are doing it, then it's good enough for you too. Number five, wrapping it up with number five. Here's the one that cannot be saved, even though Adobe is trying to save this, expression. If there is one thing that I can't fix with Photoshop, it's expression. Man, expression is everything. So how how do we get that right? Well, let me give you a hint. Right here, this is the number one thing that you can do. Confidence is sexy. It's time for anything can be sexy. Well, that may be, but confidence is number one. If you can look confident, even if you don't, if you're not loving your smile, um, you don't know which way to look. If you can look confident, confident is sexy. And there's a great place to start. What does confidence look like? Generally, confidence looks like looking straight ahead at the camera. And you might be thinking, 
oh man, but I don't look good when I look straight ahead at the camera. And you know what? You may not think you look good looking straight ahead at the camera, but I can tell you that just about everybody looks more confident when they're looking straight at the camera, which kind of brings me to 5B. When it comes to selecting photos, we're not always our best friend when we select photos. I see a lot of people that will pick themselves apart when they look at their own images, yet other people can look at their images and go, wow, that looks fantastic. And when we are hard on ourselves, man, it creates a downward spiral. And then it gets really hard to find photos after that. Then it's hard to show up for the next photo shoot. We got to change that for you. We're going to change that by finding your blue steel. Blue steel? Dear God, it's beautiful. Newsflash, I do not look like Brad Pitt. I, I wish I looked like Brad Pitt. Man, I don't. Sometimes I can be hard on myself and see, man, I wish I had a stronger jaw. I wish I had hair. <laughs> I wish my nose was like, you know, go on. I can, t- I, can, I can make a really long list. But you know what? There are days when I go, man, you know what? I'm just kind of an awesome fella. And I'm just going to show up being an awesome fella. That is... That's the confident part that you want to show up. Even if you're picking yourself apart, show up owning how you look. No matter what God you believe in, this is how you showed up. If you can take pride in the fact that this is the one and only you and show up in that beautiful, confident way, make eye contact into the camera while you're doing that, you're going to have an amazing photograph. And that would be my number five. That's the most important thing that can never be photoshopped in a million years. Show up that way and it will look fantastic. Have yourself fantastic week. In three, two... Right, that's a wrap, everyone.